Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, amen. Delighted to have those of you joining us by television and those of you coming to us by way of airjesus.com and by any other way that you are joining us. We're delighted to have you with us today. Stay tuned to today's message. If you've been dealing with uh, situations or problems and you've been dealing with them for a while and you desire change to come, stay tuned to today's message. Well, open your Bibles, if you will, up to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings, chapter 7. 2 Kings, chapter 7. And we'll begin with verse 1, and we'll read through verse 9. 2 Kings, chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. You get there? Say amen. Let's begin reading verse 1. Ready? Read. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, If the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents, their horses, the donkeys, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well this day. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household. And I want to just uh, focus in there on verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit here until we die? And I just want to use as a subject, get up and get moving. 
get up and get moving. Get up and turn to your neighbor and say, get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. Samaria was, was in a very bad situation. And the situation was so bad that they were, they were in famine and they had been besieged. The city had been surrounded and besieged by the Syrians. And so the Syrians had cut off their supply. And so there was a great famine. They could not leave. They couldn't enter. And um, it got so bad, the mothers were actually eating their children. Now, you know it's bad when a mama pulls out a knife and a fork looking at the baby. That's bad. That's bad. But things had gotten that bad. And, um, but right in the midst of, of the, these bad times, the Lord spoke to the prophet Elisha. And he said, basically, this time tomorrow, the situation will be changed. And so, uh, I want to let you know that God can change your situation in 24 hours. In 24 hours, God can turn your entire situation around. Now, uh, some of you might say, well, I don't believe that. Well, there was some people here that didn't believe it either, but it happened. It happened. The next day... Sure enough, uh, the, the, the barley and the flour were selling. There was so much abundance of it, it was selling for just pennies. Because there was so much abundance that had come to the people of God and the entire situation was changed. But what, what really caught my attention, what is it that God used to, to turn this situation, this bad situation around? What is it that he used? He used four lepers. Four lepers who were sitting there waiting to die. And they decided, they said, well, if we go back into the city of Samaria, we're going to die because there's no food there. They said, if we sit here, we're definitely going to die. They said, we might as well take our chances and go over into the enemy's camp. And so they said, why should we sit here and die? Let us arise. So they said, get up and let's get moving. And when they got up and got moving, God was able to use them as a catalyst for changing the situation in Samaria. And I want you to know that it's, 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 it's your getting up and your moving that God will be able to operate and facilitate change in your life. When you make a decision, when you make a decision that enough is enough. I can't take this any longer. And you have to come to a place where I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you vote, baby, when you get tired enough. But I've had it. I can't take this any longer. When you come to that place where you're ready to get up and to do something about it, God will assist you in changing your life. But the problem is, so often we sit and we just wallow in the self-pity. Oh, man, this is a mess I'm in. And we just sit and don't do anything about it but talk about our problems and cry and weep and moan and groan. And all of a sudden, God is saying, if you'll just get up and get moving. If you'll get up and get moving. If you'll get up and get moving, I'll bring some things into your life. And he used these four lepers that he 
um, had to stop being a victim. Stop accepting the status quo. They, they were tired of the way things were. How many of you, there are some things in your life you're tired of, you're tired of. There are some things you, and you know, everybody, we all have things that we are tired of dealing with. And they, they're different for everybody. Some people, you can be tired of not having any money. And you just got to get to a point where I'm just, I'm sick of being broke. <laughs> and you got to get tired. And when you get up. Pastor James said when he had six children and his budget got real tight and his money was just short, he said he got up, he said he started creating all kind of stuff. He said he's working late at the office, he's developing all kind of products, all kind of ideas, all kind of investments. He said he's, he said he's just, he's just a man on a mission. But he had to get up. He had to get up. He had to get up. And so it's when we get up and begin to move. That God will make provisions and, and the supernatural power of God will come in and enter in to help us in our lives. But you gotta, you gotta say enough is enough. Turn your name and say enough is enough. Doggone it. <laughs> enough is enough. And I, I, I was in the gym the other day and I could hear the Spirit of God just crying out in my heart. When are you all going to stop allowing yourselves to be victims? When are you all going to fight for your life? Get up and put a stop to this nonsense going on. When are you going to stop? When are you going to get up? Don't just lay there passively and take everything that comes to you in life. God has given us authority. You have authority. Get up and move. Do something. Don't just lay there passively and, and just wallow in pity and in sorrow. God wants us to get up and to move and to stop tolerating something. You, you have to get to a point where you, you have to stop. I'm, I'm tired of my family being unhappy. And you've got to get up and do something about it. I'm, I'm tired of this. And this day, <laughs> and you begin to, to do whatever it takes. I, when you're tired, I'm tired of not having money. I'm tired of being sick in my body. I'm tired of being sick and tired. And you get up and, and move and, and you do something and you move toward your wholeness. Move toward your solution. And I'm telling you, the power of God, he'll work. He'll work when we get up and do something. That was a frog that was... He was stuck out in a pothole in the road. And all the, some other little animals out the forest, they came out of there and looked over in there and saw the Mr. Frog. And they tried to reach down, but they couldn't reach him. And he tried to climb out. He just couldn't get out. And they said, well, just stay here, Mr. Frog, and we'll go back into the forest and see if we can find something to, to slide down in there that you can pull yourself up on. And so as they turned around to walk back into the forest, they looked behind them. And here's the frog hopping along behind them. And they said, how did you get out? We thought you couldn't get out. He said, a truck was coming and I had to get out. (laughs) And folks, this is the way it is in our lives. I believe that God allows us to be in certain situations to force us to get up and move. To force us to change our lives. We're waiting on everybody else. We got all these excuses. We're talking about all our past hurts. Child, you won't know what they did to me. 
You don't know how they mistreated me and how they abused me. They stabbed me in the back. After all I had done for them, I gave them everything. I worked myself to death for them. And this is how, and we sit here and we wallow in all of this self-pity, all of our past hurts and all of this stuff. And God is saying, will you shut up, get up and get to moving. Get to moving. Move. Get up and move with your life. Get up and move. Get up and move with your life. There was a, there was a, there was a boldness. There was a demand in, in the spirit. There was a demand in our faith. Jesus actually said in John fourteen thirteen, He says, "Whatever you," He said, "Ask," but the, the Greek word is demand. Whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. See, so there are certain things you don't even ask for. You don't ask the devil to take his hands off of you. You demand him. See, there are certain things that God doesn't want you to tolerate. God wants you to use your God-given authority. So Jesus said, whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. I like that. We need, we need, some, we need to demand some things. And stop sitting back and accepting and tolerating. There are so many people that just laid up sick. Well, I just have to deal with this the rest of my life. The doctors told me I'm just going to have this condition forever. Get up and get to moving. Get up and get to moving. Get up and get to moving. You change your life. Change your life. Get up. When you get up and make a decision. I read a story about a man. And he said he was working in the airport as a baggage handler. And he said he just wasn't satisfied with his income. And he said it just reached a boiling point where he made a decision to succeed. And he said he left that airport and started his own business. The man owns the largest. He owns about four or five car dealerships. He owns insurance and finance companies. And he owns, I mean, he just became super successful. But he said it all started when I made a decision. He said, I just got tired of handling those bags and making uh, whatever they wanted to pay me. He said, I made a decision to change my own wages. And he said that was the beginning. That was a turn. You got to first make a decision. You got to. That's why when Jesus went to the the man at the pool of Bethel, man in Atlanta, that thirty eight years, and Jesus asked him a, a very peculiar question. Jesus said, "Do you want to get well?" <laughs> and the man didn't even answer. He said, "Well, you know, Jesus, I would. You know, I would have been well by now. But you know, first of all, I don't have anybody to put me in and." You know, I've been down in my back and I haven't been able to move around like I was. <laughs> he went through all of these long excuses. Jesus said, get your bed up, move out of here. <laughs> and you know, it was when that man got up and started moving is when the healing came. It did, he, I guarantee you that if he'd have laid there, he never would have been healed. It was in the getting up and moving process that Jesus healed him. And I, I got a feeling Jesus put fire up under his behind. <laughs> I got a feeling that man went walking off slowly. Jesus put fire up under him. Get up and move. You've been here 38 long years making excuses, blaming everybody else. Take responsibility for your own life. Jesus said, whatever you allow on earth, we'll allow it in heaven. Whatever you permit in your life, he says, heaven will back you on it. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. You permit it on earth, Jesus said, we'll permit it in heaven. 
But if you bind it on earth, all of heaven will back you. When you make a decision, when you make a decision that you, you're getting ready to stop, uh, whatever it is, if it's a bad habit or if it's an addiction or if it's lack or poverty or if it's sickness, it, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If it's unhappiness, when you make a decision, you're ready to stop it. All of heaven backs you. You get up and begin to move. You get up and begin to move towards your solution. Move towards your wholeness. And you'll see the power of God moving in your life. Conrad Hilton said this. He says, success seems to be connected with action. Success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. Success seems to be connected with action. When Jesus um, t- uh, dealt with the, the, the blind men, one translation said, the blind men said this, we don't have to stay like this. They made a decision. And when Jesus was walking by, blind Bartimaeus, he cried out. He said, Jesus, when he heard Jesus was nearby, he just hollered out, Jesus, have mercy. And they tried to quiet him down, and they couldn't. In other words, he was said, no, I'm tired of being blind. I'm tired of begging by the side of the road. You all have your vision. I don't. So I'm not shutting up for nobody. Jesus, over here. (laughs) And notice what Jesus, what Jesus said to him. Jesus said, arise, get up, get up and move. Start moving toward me. And when he moved toward him, then Jesus healed him. But he first made him get up. Jesus wasn't healing nobody sitting down. He's, he said, get up and come here. He said, tell him to arise and come here. See, you got to get up and move. You got to turn to your neighbor and say, you got to get up and move. You got to get up and move. You got to get up and move. I was watching a man on television. He was sharing his testimony. He said he was five foot ten. He said at one time he was uh, four, over 400 pounds. Five foot ten. And that's, a, that's, that's about my height. He was about my height. Can you imagine me at 400 pounds? <laughs> that's, what, that's the size he was. And he said uh, he, he lived that way for years. But he finally just got fed up. He said the doctors, they were just prescribing him medicine. He, he, said, he said he was taking nine pills a day. He said his condition was just getting worse and worse. He just said he just finally got tired of that mess. He made a decision. He said he lost 200 pounds and he came off all those prescriptions. Not only did he regain his health, lose the weight, now he's making money selling his program. And that's why he got up and got moving. He got up and got moving. And now he's teaching other folks how to get up and get moving. And he's selling it uh, (laughs) $79.95. We ought to come up with a system. Pastor Carl, get up and get moving. We'll sell it for $69.95. Get up and get to moving. I like that. Get to moving.com. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> when you're ready to put your life on track, go to get to moving.com. <clears throat> Not a sale. <laughs> There's an there's a, uh, a older gentleman, and he was fishing on the bridge, and a young man was there on the bridge, and he was, the young man was watching all these fishermen, and uh, 
Everybody just had big basket fulls of fish. And the young man said, he said, boy, man, he said, I would give anything. He said, if I had fish like that, I would go and sell it and buy me clothes and buy something to eat. And he said, man, I would be sad if I had something like that. And the old gentleman said to him, he said, I, he said, I'll make you a deal. He said, if you do me a favor, I'll give you that basket of fish. He said, sure, I, I will. He said, here, take my line, and I'll be back after I run some errands. And the young man was there, and the fish were biting, and he was just pulling them in, throwing them in the basket. The old man got back. By the time he got back, the boy had a full basket. He said, here, here's your basket of fish that you caught. And he said, let me tell you this. He said, the next time you're in need, stop wishing. Stop wishing. He said, cast the line yourself and make something happen. Cast the line yourself and make something happen. We have to get up and move. Get up and move. Get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. I heard John Maxwell preach a few weeks ago, and he was, he was preaching from the subject of how to get a biblical miracle to operate in your life. And he studied miracles all throughout the Bible. And these are the three points that he gave after summarizing all miracles in the Bible. Number one, if you want to have a miracle in your life, number one, there must be a problem. All miracles have some kind of, there's some kind of problem. If you didn't have a problem, you wouldn't need a miracle. Is anybody a candidate for a miracle after the first point there? <laughs> anybody got a problem? Well, if you got a problem, number one. Number two, you got to be willing to get involved. And he gave the illustration. He was teaching about the, the fish and the five loaves when Jesus multiplied it. The disciples came to Jesus with the problem. They said, we got all these hungry folks out here. And you know what Jesus did? Jesus turned to him and said, you feed them. You've got to be involved if you want a miracle in your life. You gotta be, number one, it's got to be a problem. Number two, you have to get involved. And number three, he said you have to trust God. You've got to have a problem. You have to get involved. And number three, you have to trust God. Turn to your name and say, get up and get to moving. <clears throat> get up and get moving. 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 Here are some things I found. Uh, four things I found. John Mason said this. He said, what, he said, let go of whatever makes you stop. He said, whatever makes you stop, let it go. Here are four things you need to let go. Number one, stop complaining. Number two, stop blaming others. Number three, stop dwelling on past hurts. And number four, stop focusing on your problems. Stop complaining. Stop blaming others. Stop dwelling on past hurts. Stop focusing on your problems. David prayed in Psalms 51, verse 10. He said, God, renew a right spirit within me. And this is what he was saying. Some other translations were saying, help me to get rid of this self-pity. God, help me to get rid of this negative attitude. God, renew a right spirit within me. Help me to get rid of this self-pity. Help me to get rid of this negative attitude. And help me not to give up. Help me to get rid of a negative attitude. Help me to get rid of self-pity. Help me to not give up. And he said, God, create within me a, a right spirit. Re renew a right spirit within me. And so that you can get up and get moving. See, he had, he had sinned, but he didn't let that stop him. He prayed that prayer. God, help me to get rid of self-pity. Help me to get rid of this negative attitude. Help me not to give up. He had sinned. He had failed God. But praise God, he was able to get up and get moving. You know, medical science tells us that people with a determined, feisty spirit 
usually get well quicker than people who are negative. I mean, if you got a, if you're determined, if you have a, a positive attitude and a determined, feisty spirit, medical science said those people recover better. Those people, this is something about this, it's something about that getting up and getting moving. When you're when you're focused, when you're determined that I'm going to make it, I'm going to live, I am going to recover. When when you expand. Man, I just wish I had time to get into this, but we, 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 <laughs> when you expand the vision for your life, the outlook for your life, and to begin to believe God for better, for more, to begin to believe God for His best, when you know that when, when you're in trial and circumstance and when you're in, in, in steeped in problems, to know that, that God isn't finished with you there, that is not God's outlook for your life, to know that your, your, your future is bright and God has much in store. When you change, when you change your attitude and your direction, you're going to be able to get up and to move and flow in a positive direction and the blessing of God and the, the power of God is going to be able to rest in your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's my time. It's my time. I don't care. I don't care what you've been going through. What kind of sickness or illness or financial lack? It's my time. It's my time to have abundance. It's my time to get out of this mess. It's my time to get well. Somebody said the best time of the day is now. That's the best time of the day is right now. The best time of the day is now. It's my time. It is my turn. It's my time. It's my time. And I don't care. I don't know what it is. But there's somebody that God wanted to hear this message because he, he shouted it to me. I'm like, he got mad. He's, he said, well, how long are you folks are going to be defeated? How long are you going to be passive? How long are you just going to let things run you over in life? When are you going to ever get up and move and fight and claim what's yours? It's my time. It's my time. Tell the neighbor one more time. Say, it's my time. It's my time now. Now, now, now. See, Brother James is moving. I'm telling you, he's moving. When that sick baby came, he said, it's mine. He said, I got to move now. <laughs> Praise God. I'm out of time. Thank you all for joining us today. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message. Get up and get moving. Message number 7281. Get up and move. Get up and move. Message 7281. You can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us here at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the word. <laughs>